This is JDSA's Law Talk, the program that gives you straight facts on our laws and answers questions about the topics that may affect your everyday personal and professional life. Welcome to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm your host, Clint Strand. It's the program that clearly explains complicated legal issues and how the law applies to your everyday personal and professional life. Joining me for this episode, JDSA attorney Matt Hitchcock. Matt, how you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to be on. And uh, this is a great topic to cover today. I'm excited to talk about this topic, and it is lawsuits. More specifically, should I sue? I guess the pre-lawsuit process people need to go through to think about whether this is a step they really need to file, right? Yeah. And and I think that, that that begins with conceptually understanding what you're getting yourself into. You bet. We're going to talk about what exactly we're talking about when we say the word lawsuit, talking about the process you go through if you have a good case, and maybe alternatives before you hit the L word. That's all coming your way right here on JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Hear more programs and read in-depth articles on the law at JDSALaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. You, too, can join the conversation. Email us with your questions or topics you'd like to discuss on a future episode. Email us at lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. I'm your host, Clint Strand. Back to our discussion with JDSA attorney Matt Hitchcock. Matt, let's talk about lawsuits. But before we can talk about them, we need to figure out exactly what they are, or at least the legal definition of a lawsuit. So let's start with the basics. What exactly is a lawsuit? Well, a lawsuit could be a lot of things. Uh, at its most fundamental basic level, a lawsuit is where one party files a claim or alleges a dispute about some aspect of the relationship between the parties, and they take it to a court of law, and they have a judge or a jury decide who is in the right, who is in the wrong, and what the resolution ought to be. Okay, and this is in a variety of different areas. It could be in civil, in any civil matter between two parties who uh, have some sort of contract contractual relationship. It could be between neighbors who uh, share a property line and dispute over the location of that property line. It can be based upon an injury, maybe someone who's injured in, in an establishment. Uh, and it can be about insurance. You, so you could, you know, you could have a lawsuit between a homeowner or a business owner and their insurance company to clarify the restrictions and limitations on coverage. Left field question: Is it always about money, or is it about other things that people are trying to collect in a lawsuit? It's oftentimes about much more than money. Sometimes money gets the front page billing, but a lot of times, you know, if it's a dispute between neighbors, for example. Maybe one neighbor's parking his car on a portion of a shared driveway that their neighbor doesn't like. And so there, there might be some, some alleged damages, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars of alleged damages. But really, the resolution is, I don't want my neighbor to park on my property anymore. How do we get that? Well, we can get things like an injunction to stop and, and change behavior that's enforceable by the court. Now, filing a lawsuit is no small potatoes, though. So let's do a little role playing here. I'm a potential client. I'm sitting down in front of you. I'm saying, Matt, I have X, Y, Z. I want to file a lawsuit. Take me through your process of the questions that you may ask me to discern whether or not we actually have something here. 
Well, one of the, the most important questions, probably the question I, I'd want to know the answer to first is, are you emotionally ready? This is going to take a long time. It's going to be stressful and it's going to likely involve things being said about you that you disagree with or dislike or that are not painting you in the in the brightest of pictures. When you say long, how long a time are we talking about here? A lot of times they can last a year and that would be on the low end. Typically to go to a jury trial and see it a lawsuit all the way through resolution, it's going to be 16 to 18 months and appeals and other procedural things can draw that out. If you were going to appeal it to a court of appeals or a Supreme Court, uh, right now, the United States Supreme Court is hearing cases that were filed in 2012. Holy smokes. So we're talking about patience. We're talking about a thick skin. And we're also talking about, in many cases, probably a thicker wallet. That's right. Now, in, in some circumstances, you may not have to pay your attorney's fees. But most of the time, a client should enter a lawsuit with the realization that there's a good chance they're going to have to pay for their own legal fees and costs. Because it may, it may not be equitable to charge the opposing party attorney's fees also, and the judge is going to look at it as what is the most fair based on a variety of factors. So most of the time, a client should be, be prepared to pay their own legal fees and costs. Okay, so we just talked about me personally. We haven't even talked about my case yet. So let's talk about my case. What, what makes a good case? So a good case is, is going to have facts that support the claim that you're making. It will have evidence of those facts that you can produce in court, and then you'll have the law on your side. So your facts and evidence match up with the cause of action or the claim that you're alleging. So for example, a tortious interference claim has five elements. Those elements are, there must be a contract, the defendant must have known about it, the defendant must have intentionally interfered with that contract, causing a breach, and the defendant must have had an improper purpose which caused the plaintiff damages. So if you look at a claim for tortuous interference, you have to think, okay, what do I know? What happened in this situation? What do I know? And in maybe your situation, you believe that all of those things happened, all of the things that you have to prove happened. Then you have to think, okay, what can I actually prove? You just said a really interesting word there, believe, because I'm sure a lot of people, emotions figure into this, feelings figure into this, but feelings don't hold up in a court of law. You really have to divorce yourself from that when you're figuring out, okay, do I have a case here? That's right. And that's what a good lawyer will, will start with. A good lawyer right in that first meeting will start evaluating outside of your own emotions and outside of your own personal beliefs, is this a situation where the facts and the evidence are going to support the claim that it looks like you can file? And a good lawyer may not have that answer in the, in the initial meeting, but a good lawyer is going to constantly evaluate that question as you progress through the lawsuit process. And at the point where you say, well, we just can't prove it, then you're starting to spend money unnecessarily. Things start to get fuzzy a little bit. That's right. Okay. Lawsuits for many, it's a condition of last resort, an action of last resort. Let's talk alternatives right now. If there are other options available, what are they? Well, I always suggest try to resolve it at the lowest level possible. And that is? Between, between you and me. 
If there's a dispute between you and I, maybe I should write you a letter. Maybe I should approach you and explain how I feel about the situation. A lot of times, disputes can get resolved at the lowest level if there's communication. Now, realistically, communication one-on-one between you and me, if we're involved in something where I'm thinking about suing you, there might be emotions involved, and maybe that's not the best idea in every situation. But you can come to an attorney. I write demand letters frequently, and I'll send a demand letter alleging the claim that we have and demand resolution of it. So sometimes that's for money, sometimes that's to stop a behavior. But that demand letter is an important step in the process, because if we can resolve it with a demand letter that takes me one or two hours to write, as opposed to months and months of litigation. There are a whole lot less zeros involved there. That's right. As far as billable hours. That's right. You got it. And well, let's let's keep going, because after the demand letter, let's say we don't have any traction there. We can go into mediation. Okay. And mediation is a hugely important step to factor in. One of the people that I worked for in the past was not a big fan of mediation because he had his mind up that he was going to sue. He was an attorney who had his mind up that he was going to sue the opposing party. And that's just the way it was going to be. And there wasn't going to be any resolution unless the court decided it. Now, what he ended up doing was spending a lot of his client's money unnecessarily without the need a lot of the time. So if we go through mediation, we can informally, substantially less formal than a courtroom, informally decide how to resolve our dispute without without having to spend tens of thousands of dollars on, on a full-blown trial. Okay, great, great thoughts there. Now, we talked about the alternatives. We talked about if it's a good case. Next, we'll talk about if you do go down this road, What exactly will you be able to collect, which is the point of all of this? That's coming your way next, right here on JDSA's Law Talk. JDSA's Law Talk will be right back with more on today's topic. Add your voice to the show. Email your questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Intellectual property. From trademarks to content licenses, we simplify things. At JDSA Law, we help businesses navigate intellectual property laws. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Visit us now at JDSALaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. Remember, you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at JDSA Law. That's at JDSA Law on Twitter. We're talking with Matt Hitchcock about lawsuits, what to think about before filing a lawsuit. We've gone through that preparation now. Now let's talk about if you're actually going through with the lawsuit. What exactly are you going to be able to collect if you do win? Well, a lot of the time, depending on who you're suing, if you're suing an individual, you may not be able to collect anything. Now, typically a business or the government, if, if you were suing the government, they will pay because they have much more at stake than just your individual lawsuit. So if it's a business, they want to stay in business and they, they will pay the amount of the, the judgment if they lose. Now, an individual, very often individuals who are involved in lawsuits don't own any property. They have low-paying jobs or difficult to, to track down jobs. They move around a lot. Um, and it, it becomes fairly cumbersome to collect from somebody who's uh, just an individual with no, owner, no property ownership. Um, so one of the things that we always try to do at the outset is 
we have to factor in who is your defendant. When, when we evaluate the merits of your case, we have to think, who's your defendant? Is this somebody who owns a business? Is this a business? Is it somebody who doesn't own any property? And are they likely to pay? And so we always consider that and factor that into our analysis. I guess it always just comes down to the overarching question, what are you trying to accomplish with this lawsuit? And that is a fundamental question that every person considering a lawsuit ought to heavily weigh and revisit time and again. This isn't something you think about at in the first week of your lawsuit after you talk to your attorney and then never revisit it, you ask yourself that question several times throughout because it's possible that that your goals may change and what would seem like a fair resolution at the beginning is going to seem a little bit unreachable or unattainable after you've done this for six months or eight months. Now, we talked a little bit about the struggles of trying to collect, but If you do have a decent case and there's someone who has a paying job and they are, say, a professional, and we're not talking about a multi-million dollar settlement here, but something that needs to be settled, then there are levers and options to get that person to pay once a judgment's been filed against them, yes? There are, absolutely. Uh, One thing that we're leading right into is garnishing wages. And the state of Washington and every state has a built-in process that allows you to garnish wages from someone's... Uh, earnings at their job. You can garnish a bank account if you know the location of their bank account. So there's some digging that can be done on an individual defendant to ensure that you get some payment. It may take a long time. It may be a long drawn out process, but you certainly can get paid. Another option would be to file a lien against property owned by that person, which you can do. Um, If you have, if you're suing a business, you can make a claim against the business through the state and receive any checks that they may disperse out to shareholders or things like that. It's not an impossible task if your defendant is unwilling to pay. The more important question is your defendant able to pay. Once again, one of the topics of this conversation has been the fact that lawsuits are a tool you can use, but it's not one that should be undertaken lightly. We've talked about a whole bunch of considerations that you should make before you take that step. I'm sure there might be a few other considerations that folks might have to consider before taking this step. What might they be? So one of the things that someone ought to consider right up front is the statute of limitations. The statute of limitations on a claim may run in two years. It may run in six years. It is hard to say in a general environment like this, each type of claim would have its own statute of limitations. For example, if you're suing the government, there's a specific process and procedure that you go through, and the statute of limitations is typically shorter. Uh, When I was a law student in the state of Idaho, I I was working for a, a governmental entity, and we received a complaint from an individual who didn't consider the statute of limitations. Now, this individual had, I would say, a valid claim against that that governmental entity, but because the statute of limitations had passed, it was really clear they weren't allowed to proceed. Their claim had expired, and they got nothing out of it except for a heartache. That brings up another really good point. I mean, we've been talking so much about how this is a big step to make, and there's a lot to consider, but at the same time, what that example tells me is, If you think you do have a claim that's legitimate, you shouldn't put off talking to a professional about this because in many cases, the clock very much is ticking. It is. It is rapidly ticking. And 
a month passes by and two months pass by, and before you know it, you're at a, at a year, not only is the statute of limitations running, but the facts and the story and the way things happen, they're starting to get fuzzy in your brain. You're not going to remember specifics. So if you feel like you're in a situation where, gosh, you know, they, that, that person didn't treat me fairly or, or they did me wrong or they're, they're currently treating me poorly, you ought to, to go speak with a professional so that you can you know, figure out what, what you're into and what, what your rights and, and privileges are. We spent time talking about lawsuits for the last little bit. One thing that we haven't mentioned that I think a lot of people have taken advantage of, small claims court. It's there for a reason. So take me through that whole process of of discernment, whether or not your claim is best fit for small claims court. Well, a small claims case is going to be anything around $5,000 or less. And so if you've got a, if you've got a dispute with, with someone over a couple thousand bucks, it doesn't make sense for you as a plaintiff to hire an attorney because that's going to eat away at the amount that you're owed. So the small claims court is a venue where citizens can enter into the courtroom and have their day in court, but there, there are no attorneys. I'm not going to go into small claims court and represent a client. I can help a client sort of navigate that process and advise them, but I'm not going to go in and make the argument in front of the judge before them. It saves them a lot of money. Is it because you can't, or is it because it's kind of like using a flamethrower to light a candle? Well, it's because <laughs> it's because I can't, okay. but, uh, but it, would be, it would be procedurally unfair to give people a day in court, right. uh, at the same time, allow their opposition to have professional representation, someone who does this all the time. Because it literally is the people's court. Right. Q. Judge Wapner. Got it. Great. Right. We're talking with Matt Hitchcock, our featured attorney, about what to consider before filing a lawsuit. We'll bring it all together coming your way next, right here on JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Connect with us on Facebook and on Twitter at JDSA Law. Class actions. They are an important avenue of relief for people or groups who have been harmed. At JDSA Law, we aim to achieve fair victories for our clients. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm your host, Clint Strand, talking with Matthew Hitchcock about what to consider before filing a lawsuit. Matt, we have covered a lot of ground here, so let's bring it all together. What would you like to highlight from our conversation today? Well, the first thing that someone needs to think about at the outset of filing a lawsuit and then throughout the process is what is their goal? What are they trying to accomplish? Do they want to get money? Do they want to stop a particular behavior? And how is that evolving and changing as the lawsuit process unfolds? Another thing that someone ought to remember is usually they can resolve the dispute without going to court. Usually that can be resolved through a demand letter, communication, or through a mediation or alternative dispute resolution process. And sometimes going to court is the only option. And so I don't want to mislead you and think that all lawsuits all the time are a waste of time and money. But typically, going to court is going to be an expensive option, and it's going to be a time-consuming option. So it may not always be the best option for your average citizen of Washington. And then lastly, if you are thinking about filing a lawsuit and you think you have a claim, you should quickly get in with an attorney so that 
you know as soon as possible what your rights are and when and how you can, can go through this process. Very good. Matt, thanks so much and really enjoyed the conversation today. You've been listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Visit us at JDSALaw.com to hear more programs that explain how the law applies to your everyday personal and professional life. And most importantly, how the team of attorneys at JDSA Law can help you. I'm your host, Clint Strand. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk. JDSA's Law Talk. Thanks for joining us. And please join us again next week. You can also join the conversation by sending us your comments and questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. We'd love to include your questions in a future program. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Always seek the advice of a relevant professional with any questions about any legal decision you seek to make. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.